A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. It is the seventh day of the seventh month, 2022. This is the COB, the stuff you need to know about macro markets and plenty more besides. I'm Nadine Blaney. Scotty, you've taken your suit off. You're celebrating this win for the local market, I guess. That or going home. One of the, one <laughs> of the two, but uh, we'll, we'll say both. Uh, yeah, it was a... Pretty good day by the end of it. It was like a carbon copy of what we've seen on Wall Street. Very weak volumes and uh, a late rally into the close. And uh, yep. look, we'll take it. But uh, we've got to take everything with a grain of salt at the moment. Uh, you know, gains can easily evaporate as we've seen over recent times. Well, we did see, just staying on the positive, the S&P ASX 200 putting on 7 tenths of a percent pretty much by the end. So sitting above that 6,600 level, 6,638, bringing the week-to-date gains to 1.5%. Fast forward to this time tomorrow, Scuddy, ahead of U.S. non-farm payroll reports. Do you think we'll have a win on the screen this week? Well, we know Friday's by day, so yeah, we'll see. Okay. Pro- probably jinxed it now. We'll probably finish down 2%, but yeah, a lot of, uh, lot of importance to that uh, report, as there is every month, but particularly nowadays because the, uh, the debate is now becoming far more balanced between inflation and growth. And recession. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so that is uh, the final figure for the local market. Um, Look, when it comes to uh, where we sit in terms of the regional performance, pretty good, you know, actually outperforming some Chinese markets, at least as we record this podcast. And uh, we're looking forward to what could potentially be an interesting uh, time in London through the overnight period. We've got real concerns I don't know, concerns or speculation as to whether or not Boris Johnson will remain as UK leader. So we've got some geopolitics happening when it comes to uh, what's going on in England at the London Open. And at least now, we've got US e-minis pointing to a stronger session. But we do have a couple of Fed speakers, known hawks out, and we do have the jobless claims report as well to perhaps hang our hats on because that's sort of a reflection of the jobs market in real time. So... Yeah, any sign of weakness, I suppose, would reinforce, Scuddy, those views that uh, we're seeing a slowdown happening for real in the US. Yep. But remember, anyone who watches the payrolls report very closely knows that around public holidays, it just becomes skew if all over the place. So uh, if you get really anomaly reading, uh, don't think it's the end of the world or all of a sudden the US labor market's uh, red hot tight. Uh, a lot of it's a seasonality around the uh, particular events and timing. Of course, Independence Day occurring this week. So that's what we're still looking forward to in the United States. Of course, we did have, uh, we had trade balance uh, data come through today. Look, just points to more strength coming through in the commodity space. Yeah, the record high. And uh, cook them with gas, LNG experts or, or other liquefied gas, I think as the ABS goes and classifies it, uh, record highs. And uh, King Coal delivering the goods. So uh, yeah, monster uh, trade surplus of over $16 billion. Yeah, coal actually overtaking iron ore as Australia's most valuable commodity export in this most recent read. 
Uh, I had a good chat with Attila Woodnell from Navigate Commodities at the end of the uh, the day. Actually, it was sort of backing up a conversation I had with um, with Todd Warren from Tribeca Investment Partners, really talking about China being the X factor when it comes to this commodity market meltdown uh, that we're seeing and whether or not it will continue. Uh, look, if you have a chance, we've got the sh in the show notes a link to that interview with uh, Todd War um, Warren from Tribeca. Really, really good conversations about commodities, whether he sees capitulation happening and uh, where he sees value coming into this uh, metals market and some of the, the local names here. Was the capitulation the gold market? It felt like that last night. Yeah, well, uh, no, I don't think he reckons capitulation is here. But um, look, the gold miners today... Um, yeah, well, we had a good chat about gold, didn't we? Or who who was that with? Was that you? With Nick. Nick Twidell from uh, FP Markets. Yes. Two Barrow boys talking about <laughs> uh, the spot price of gold. No, I just got thumped. It's been, yeah. it's been absolutely hosed. And uh, look, uh, we talk about inflation hedges and, and safe havens and the like. It's uh, just nothing at the moment. But I suppose in relative speaking, it's doing better than Bitcoin. So that's something to go hang your hat on. Uh, yeah, okay. And uh, you can probably find that interview up on our website or the app. Um, news, pretty quiet on the news front today in terms of corporate news. Bubs, you know, out talking again. It's looking to get FDA approval for its infant formula beyond the November deadline. Uh, we had, what else happened there? We had Bendigo and Adelaide Bank. Yeah, uh, investor lending uh, book from ANZ being taken over there, but still be branded as, as ANZ for the customers. They won't say anything. That was one of the very, very small tidbits of news out there. Charles Mining was out with an update, I think a drilling update. Also, we saw Pinnacle Investment uh, out with a you know, market update as well. Both of those were top the leaderboard today. Okay. Um, so if you would like to... Uh Listen to what our expert guests had to say about Bendigo and Adelaide Bank. That was the stock of the day. Chris Conway from Marcus Today and David Lane from Ordmanet joined us. Regionals need to get a little bit creative because they don't have the same uh, access to funding. Um, when things go the wrong way, their net interest margins get impacted more. So they've got to be a little bit more creative with the type of businesses that they operate. This could end up being a very good business um, and a very little, a good little earner for Bendigo and Adelaide. Um, I don't particularly like the regionals, though, more broadly, like I said, for those reasons that I was just talking about. You know, their, their funding costs are higher uh, and they tend to get whacked uh, the other way when things start to get compressed. So uh, I'd much rather be playing in the big four uh, when it comes to the banks. We've got a whole recommendation on, on Bendigo. Uh, our analysts have actually just been through a, a review of the, the banking sector and slightly downgraded our earnings forecasts for this year for, for Bendigo, uh, slightly increased for, for the next year. Uh, and we've decreased our target price, target price of $9.70 on, on Bendigo. Uh, this was prior to today's announcement, I have to say. Uh, but it's probably unlikely that today's announcement will, will make a significant difference. So that was not a ringing endorsement from either of our expert guests on the call today for Bendigo and Adelaide Bank. Yeah, uh, relying on, on turn deposit funding into an economic downturn and very intense competition. So not surprised. Yeah, yeah. We'll see how these banks report in the upcoming feels earnings like, Feels like my early well. banking career. <laughs> All right. Uh, today, you're calling it opposite day, Scotty, are you? Yeah. We saw the material space rebounding. Yeah, energy was energy didn't play ball, uh, financials didn't play ball, but uh, there was uh, pretty much everything was opposite day. Like everything that 
mooned yesterday was belted uh, belt of mooned yesterday was belted today and, and vice versa there's uh not a lot of rhyme and rhythm out there at the moment just uh like a seesaw up and down up and down i, th- I have a feeling that's going to be the theme for the remainder of the week, given all that we have still on the agenda to come. U.S. non-farm, Scotty will be giving us his his uh, monthly forecast on the last call once he's had a couple of drinks put in him, no doubt. And um, other than that, I think we can call it a day. Like we said, um, it was a positive session overall, so we'll take it. Low volumes. The market by the end of the session, computer has just updated up by eight-tenths of a percent to 6,648. And uh, some of the best performers being in the material space. And as you mentioned, uh, Link Administration after that improved bid coming through from Canada's Diane Durham. On the flip side of thing, though, you know, you look to the likes of EML Payments and some of those tech names that were bought up significantly yesterday. Anything I'm missing, Scuddy? Not really. Bring on Friday. Yeah, bring on Friday. We've got great guests lined up for you throughout. And uh, to my earlier point, we'll cap it all off with uh, a drink and a wrap the last call. We go live with that program on osbiz.com.au. It's a succinct wrap of the week, a little bit of fun as well, and uh, it kicks off at 3.45 p.m. Eastern.